2: Entrepreneur, influencer, and mentor. For over 25 years, she has been a renaissance woman at the forefront of shifts in fashion, music, and culture. She is acclaimed for creating iconic looks that simultaneously capture an unforgettable moment while setting the stage for what everyone would want to wear next. Her fashion academy mentors up incoming talents in styling, providing invaluable skills and how to start a career in the fashion industry. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Misa Hilton.
0: Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me.
2: Thank you for uh, being on my show. Uh, (laughs) Of course. uh, Where are you located at right now?
0: I'm in New York right now.
2: My favorite city. Uh, Are you a New Mm -hmm. Yorker? Are you a transplant? Tell me about that.
0: Yes. No, I'm from Mount Vernon, New York, originally, which is uh, Westchester County, the suburbs, and... um,
2: um, born and raised. Awesome. So when one says iconic, you know, you talk about, you know, the most iconic is the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, oh, how how do these ideas come in your head when it comes to fashion? <laughs> you know, I, I want to get that personality rolling there because you know, what you're not going to do is be, oh you know, hello. Not with what you created, not have you shocked the world. You have to sell people on things that you fashion right. and, and that, that, that they'll look good. Oh no girl, don't worry about it. It's gonna be on point. <laughs> well first um my my
0: creativity is very intuitive, right? So I'm uh-huh. inspired by people. Mm-hmm. I'm inspired if it's a if it's a musician, I'm inspired by their Lyrics by the rhythm, by the melody, by their music, by their performance, and um, from there, I just ideas start to flow. Mm-hmm. And then once the ideas start to flow, I have to be able to, you know, organize them and put them put them together and sell them to the client, but also to the companies that they work for, and potentially the management and all of the decision makers because. Image is an important part of selling any project or, or a part of any client. Um, uh, you know, image, image is everything, you know. So for me, it's like that's the process. I have to, you know, I become inspired. I, I get to know my clients as people first and find out what their goals are, who they are, mm-hmm. you know, what they love, what they're into <laughs> and how they see themselves. And then I go, I take it from there. And that's always been my gift. Well, Even before I was a fashion stylist, I was able to do that with my friends, my aunties, my neighbors.
2: I was styling everyone. Now, this is the person I wanted to interview. No, You know, hi, <laughs> I, I'm in New York. Now, because, you know, would you say the little Kim moment is truly the iconic moment for you? I know you do a lot of amazing things, but, you know, I could just reach back there, and that's one of those times and where you can go, where were you at? Did you see it live? Did you see it happen? Mm -hmm. How did Mm -hmm. that? First of all, let's talk about getting that, designing that outfit, and then, like you said, you you tied to the personality. Who or who's willing to take that risk? Who's willing to carry that fashion moment out? Tell us how that played out with Little Kim, and and expound in in detail.
0: Okay, so one weekend I was hanging out with Missy Elliott, and we were listening to music, talking about fashion, and. You know all that kind of stuff and she was like you know what if I was Kim I would just have I ought to be careful what I say on the radio I guess but can I just say what she said no no cannot
2: <laughs> FCC is cannot. shut us down now our relationship will be over with in <laughs> seconds
0: <laughs> okay so she said you know what if I would let me let me let me, let me do my best here yeah, yeah you know kind of like
2: kind of like a, you know, take a deep breath and that'll give you time to put, like, five <laughs> words to that one word that you want to say. Because it's going to take about five words to get it out right, okay? I got you. Yeah, You're, you're going to so get a little wordy. Then don't, don't worry about it. You're going to get a little wordy <laughs> than what you would yeah, have done just, at the moment. It's
0: okay. I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. So she said, you know, if I was Kim, I would do something very risque. You know, I would just, you know, have one part of my body exposed. Because, you know, little Kim could do something like that because she's so edgy and over the top. Mm-hmm. You know, she could really pull that off, and I said, "Hmm," and I just, you know, put that idea in the back of my head, and I was like, "Wow, that is some—that would be something, wouldn't it?" And so, the next big event that we had coming for Little Kim was the 1999 MTV Music Video Awards. Mm-hmm. I mean, music, yeah, music awards, and um, I, I went, I went into, I went into my 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 mind, and I said, <laughs> and I pulled that idea out, and I said in my memory bank, I pulled the idea out and because it was so risky, I wanted to make it really beautiful and ornate and fun. And Mm so I shopped for Indian bridal fabric, which Mm -hmm. was really beautiful with silver and lavender and white and lace. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was very um, feminine and girly. And, um, from that material, I also made, um, a pasties, pasties that would go over the left side of our body and upper arm. And it was just me being creative. I didn't think much about it. You know, it it just, I I love the idea. Kim thought it was amazing. We had just came off of the Crush on You video where we did the primary colors of red, blue, green, yellow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we wanted to go into pastel colors. We wanted to try the lavender wigs and, And the color lavender. And so we just did it. And I'm telling you, we had no idea that it would be as off the hook as it was. I mean, we shot a video that evening after the award. So we were working all night indoors. Right. And back then we didn't have social media. So we didn't know what was going on. We didn't know the whole world was in a frenzy. When I came outside after shooting, it was actually the Quiet Storm video with uh, Mob Deep and Little Kim. Mm -hmm. Um, When we finished that, it must have been about 9 a.m. And when I came outside, I spoke. The first call I got was from my mom. And she (laughs) said, Misa, you are all over the news and in the the newspaper for this look you did with Little Kim. She said, you know, I'm really surprised you would do something like that.
2: But I love it. <laughs> <laughs> mom, mom just went real on you. Went church on you. Yes. My baby, baby, you know the girls at the church ain't gonna look at me right now. Out there with that 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 yeah. sinner, little Kim. Come on now, baby. I, I love you, but that's a moment I'm about to pray about. Oh, real hard, real hard. Yes. yes. And you, so you know that's how Lisa, it happened. What 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 didn't what what really put it on the top was Diana Ross, though.
0: Oh, yeah, that's what... Really when she touched it. Over. I was when she touched it. Bullets. I was like, oh, my God, please don't fall off. Please don't <laughs> fall off. <laughs> but it stayed. And, it was, and that was a moment that goes down in history. But, you know, it was really organic. It mm-hmm. was just, you know, back then, that we didn't have a lot of people... With opinions being overbearing in our lives, we really were in a creative bubble, Mm -hmm. and we didn't have social media. So a lot of the things that I was able to create were so special and iconic because they were untapped. And so I got to create from a place of authenticity and a place that represented my clients really well. And then from that place, you know, it becomes art, and people appreciate it. And so I'm really grateful because that's, you know, a moment that is still alive and, and well and emulated to this day. You still see people but, but, but emulating that. But it has not look. been
2: topped, though. Okay, let's go and be real now. Has not mm-hmm. been topped. And I, I yeah, I, you know, that was here that phrase, break the internet. If the internet yes. would have been oh, alive <laughs> and well, that would have broken. The moment when yeah, it when broke. Diana Ross <laughs> lifted lifted her yep. up. That would have shut yeah. down the internet. That would have been viral. Absolutely. That would have been like that, that's still been viral. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> still but that's con- congratulations day. on that moment because that uh, that, a- that allows you know sometimes you have to hold on to certain things and that's like something that yeah. that's you know if it, that, that, that that's that's fashion history. That's TV history. That's iconic yeah. moments that that from a creative perspective I wanted to make sure people understand understood during this interview that was you. That was Thank you. you. Because, you know, a lot of people who are non-African-Americans, they assume they are the one who create these moments. And, the, and I have to remind yeah. people that on a show like MTV, which we know is a white uh-huh. show, and you had a talent uh-huh. on there, that you guys were able to get through the system properly and to come on TV like that and the world accepted it and then blew it uh-huh. up and blew it up.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Thank you.
2: Wow. So, so what, 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 what was the moment after that when you when that was just spinning and rotating around? I'm sure your name was on everybody's lips. You know, you. Yeah. You know, and, but it also can be a bad thing because people can like pigeonhole you to a certain style.
0: Yes. Talk yes, about that, that journey true.
2: after that big iconic iconic moment.
0: Yeah, that is true. I mean, um, it it was an exciting time, and and, and to what you just said, that's very true. I'm glad you brought that up. I did have clients after that that would say, "Well, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I'm not, I can't pull that off. I, I don't want something like that." And I would have to say, now, I connect with my clients as individuals. I, that was a moment for Kim. Right. I would never duplicate or re- try to relive that moment over and over again because that was just I was special for her, you know. And my my styling and my creativity is divine. It comes from God. It's my gift. Mm-hmm. So God works through me and. And and with God working through me, he has something for everybody through mm-hmm. my gift. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I would have to let people know that sometimes to reassure them, like, you don't have to worry. I know that's not your style. I know that you're not risque and that I wasn't even thinking about going in that direction with you. So that did happen at times. But overall, I think that people appreciated the moment. Absolutely. I think that they thought it was really special. It was. And, if, yeah, it was something that, um you know— that continues to live on. And whether you like it or not, you remember it, you looked at it, and you appreciated it for what it was. And I think that it was in total alignment with Kim and her lyrics on who she is
2: as an artist. Awesome. On the phone is uh, Mm -hmm. Amisa Hilton. She has conceived groundbreaking styles for the world's biggest celebrities, including Mary J. Bly, 50 Cent, Missy Elliott, Faith Evans, Sean Combs, and Kamora Lee Simmons, and many others. Uh, yeah. We'll come back on our next break. We're going to talk about something. That, the reason I brought her on the show was her fashion academy and uh, uh, professional studies courses at the Fashion Institute of Technology because when you're a groundbreaking person, you got to know how you can get in touch with her. You got to know if she's sharing these skills. Well, she's sharing these skills because she mentors, and she pays it forward. We'll be back with more mm-hmm. Money Making Conversations with my fantastic friend. She's open up now. She's comfortable now with Rashawn McDonald. Oh, maybe she can design something for me. You know, some butt out pants like Prince, something like that, you know. <laughs> you no, know, this is Rashawn McDonald. I'm on the phone with my good friend, Miss Hilton. You know, she tried to come on and just do me with this little hi, I'm Miss Hilton. I'm from Westchester, a small community outside of New York and everything. Then I had to bust her down, you know. You, know, you legendary girl. Come on now. Legendary. Tribeca Film Festival. <laughs> See, you can't you can't you can't play me like that, Miss Hilton. Now, you know, Tribeca <laughs> Film Festival, movie coming out, documentary, May 2nd. Come on now. <laughs> how you how you try to be so humble and you a bold star in the fashion and music industry? People know you. you I bet you I walk in your house, it's a who's who on your wall. <laughs> People walk around and go. Well, you know,
0: I'm pretty. I'm pretty humble and honest. You're right about that. But you know what? My work speaks from its so.
2: There you go. There you I let that do the talking. <laughs> but, but you know, so it's really interesting because you are humble and that that's great. But oh, yeah. when do you turn it on? Because you gotta sell people on your idea, and you have to be able to talk and communicate, but also not be too arrogant. You know, because because right. they can go okay. They can be they can be turned off because you're dealing with yeah. their look. Why do you think your look gonna work for me? And then you have to be right. able to be versatile, that you're not duplicating mm-hmm. looks. So right. you sitting at home on that, that little drawing pad, your that that right hand busy. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I, I I could I couldn't be arrogant if I tried. And you know, for me, it's just about connecting with the. I think one of my strengths is I'm just I'm really confident. Mm-hmm. So um, that comes across. That's energy, right? So you feel that before I can even say anything. And because I'm so connected with my clients, they appreciate that. So then they trust me. So then they're willing to try, you know, but they're willing to. First of all, I get an understanding of what they want. So that's always incorporated in anything that I'm creating for them. And then if I want to do something a little outside of their comfort zone, they trust me because I made the connection already. So I think it's about confidence and just being positive and bringing good energy because fashion is fun. Mm-hmm. You know, so it shouldn't be anything that has to make you feel worried or anxious or concerned. It should be something. It's a celebration of who you are.
2: And so that's the energy I bring. So do you have a podcast or anything? Because it looks like you should be doing a podcast because. I you, don't. I don't. Okay. See, okay. Who, I don't. Who manages you? Well, this, is, this is another <laughs> client I got to pick up, y'all. I, people come on and show all these superstars <laughs> over here. I don't. I don't. Who wouldn't want to listen to you? All these celebrity friends that you get on there—it's only all you have to do one day a week, twenty-five minute podcast—and your brand will be out there, probably getting twenty-five thousand downloads a week. Wow, that sounds good. Yeah, okay, we're gonna talk later. But let's let's talk about this fashion <laughs> academy because see, I okay. see already—I've warned her over. She understands who she's talking to now. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> huh. Tell us about the Fashion Academy that you started, and why it's so important as far as uh, what you're trying to do, as far as spreading the knowledge of fashion, as well as mentoring people and allowing people to break in the industry that really is kind of closed if you don't have the right te- right relationships. Yeah, it's it's so true. So I founded the Mesa Hilton Fashion Academy
0: with my fellow celebrity stylist Jai Hudson right. in 2012. And we wanted to create a place for people who are interested in fashion where they can learn and get the skill set and the knowledge that they needed, but also, like, master their creative gifts and understand how to monetize them. Because that's what it's all about, right? Mm-hmm. When you have a creative gift, you have to understand how to monetize it, but you also have to understand the culture of the business, the skill set, the etiquette. And that's a lot of times what keeps people from, being, from getting in the door because they just don't understand what they're walking into and how to actually get their foot in the door and how to stay in the door um, and create longevity around a career that they're they're trying to start. So we created a curriculum that was, you know, really easy to understand that was comprehensive, and it's a 10-month program. And at the end of 10 months, our our students who graduate are able to start working as interns and assistants while they're doing their own jobs. And we also highly recommend, almost insist, that our students start an internship because there's, that's, like a, that's, that's the greatest gift you can ever receive in, in any career that you want to get into, but especially fashion. If you get to intern for someone who's doing exactly what you want to do, you get to learn everything. You get to see how they troubleshoot. You get to see how they work their relationships. You get to see how they sell their creative ideas and how they how they lead and lead a creative team. And those that's priceless to get that kind of first hand information without having a responsibility. So know, it's like
2: I know you rarely you know, do interviews, because uh, they told me Rashawn she don't really do a lot of interviews. Yeah. And I, I feel blessed to have you on here because of the fact that mm-hmm. you know, I just want to get your story out to a, a group of people that may have, may have kind of like Googled your name, kind of like that, mm-hmm. and hear the hear the human side of you, the passion side of you, yeah. because that's mm-hmm. what because we start talking about life coaching and mentoring. Mm-hmm. That is so I can even when you was talking about the academy, it just it just it was just talking about you know uh, interning being able to give more for your dreams and understand it's not all about getting paid. It's about the opportunity. Cause I would tell people, that. if you give me an opportunity, always. I'm going to get paid.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause you're going to get paid. The money always comes. And so for me, it was about giving back. I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, my journey. I'm grateful for every, every single opportunity that I had. And so for me, it was a way of giving back to the next generation of creatives. And so that's, you know, it's a big, it's a part, it's a, huge part of my legacy and I'm also an adjunct professor at FIT and um, I'm really really proud about that so you know giving back is just really close to my heart it's something that um, is important for me when I make it I want to bring other people forward with me you know I want to share knowledge one of my favorite quotes is from Maya Angelou when you get give when you learn teach and I live by that
2: awesome now let's talk about the MCM partnership. Yeah. That's the entrepreneurship side of you. Because first of all you started out just working your talents, starting to establish uh-huh. your brand and just it's a hustle. We all start out with a hustle, yeah. you know, trying to yep. just trying to get people to believe in you. Then you get a couple of steps out there, then all of a sudden somebody says, Hey, you need to what's the name of your business? Huh? Business. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> just just write a right. check to my name. i I just want the money. And so now right. you're doing a major partnership with MCM. Tell my, because this show is called Money Making Conversations. I always like to hear yeah. young, un, young entrepreneurs hear that story. How how did that come about?
0: Well, I've always been a big fan of MCM since I was younger. Um, back in the days, MCM was like one of the biggest luxury brands, believe it or not, bigger or more popular than Louis Vuitton and Gucci. And so I remember my aunties having those bags, and I remember the the music artists and the rappers that I looked up to, they wore MCM outfits that Dapper Dan would be um, creating. And so MCM has always been really special and close to my heart. And last April, I was hired by MCM to create some custom pieces for Big Daddy Kane, Rhapsody, and Ninth Wonder, and it was for the MCM Puma Collaboration. So I created custom pieces that would accent these sweatsuits that were MCM and Puma uh, for the collab. And shortly after that, I was appointed global creative partner because there was a huge success and, and interest around what the I the, you know the custom pieces that I had created for the brand. But the crazy part is that Beyonce stylist saw the the, uh, the um, MCM Leather Trench that I made for Big Daddy Kane. And she contacted me and was like, I want one for Beyonce. And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> I, when?
2: <laughs> she started clearing all people off our table. Excuse me. Yes, Excuse me. everybody. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes. And
0: so, um, so she told me. And so I said, okay, you know, send me her... her um." Measurements, of course. I'll get. I'll make you one right away. And mm-hmm. so, like a couple weeks went by, and I reached out. I said, "Hey, Serena, you still want the jacket?" And she said, "Yes, but I just want to make sure she's going to wear it before you go through all the trouble to make it." And I said, "Oh man," to myself. But I was like, "Okay, but well, we want to make it anyway, whether she wears it or not. Mm-hmm. But I'd be honored." So maybe about another week went by, and Serena calls me, and she's like, "Nisa, I need a full MCM look." Okay, I need the jacket, but I need a full look and I need it in three days and I need you to get it shipped to Paris.
2: I said... <laughs> Has anybody passed any money around yet? That's all I want to know. That's, what, see, that's, that's, that's where Sean be going. Excuse me, Miss Hilton. Where is the money? It costs money to ship stuff. Especially overseas. yeah it does it does, <laughs> and she was ready to pay like she was weighing, so
0: she all the business got taken care of, and i just i i, I went you know again, I told you my creativity is intuitive, I just saw a boussier, I saw a penny, I saw a, a, the the motorcycle trench, and then Serena wanted to pay a pair of skates. Um, So we made earrings, a cap, a a trench, a a bustier with a matching panty. It looked like a bodysuit. Made it all in three days over Memorial Day weekend and had it shipped World Net Express to Paris. Now, at this point, I still don't know what it's for. Mm -hmm. I've been in this this business a very long time, and I know that you don't ask any questions, especially with an artist like Beyonce. You just get it done. Mm -hmm. And so I got it done. And I found out when the world found out that it was for her ape Ape die, die, die,
2: movie. A video. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it was for it was her it was for her music video, which was um the you know, the song feature from her her album with Jay Z, Everything Is Love. Mm-hmm. And um she also it used this the images from the video for an international campaign which was used worldwide. Mm-hmm. So that was another iconic moment. It was you. another moment um, that became bigger than life. I mean, the she, the pictures from the video were in Times Square. It was awesome. about eight billboards awesome. in Times Square awesome. alone. They were in train stations on, on the sides awesome. of buses on on payphone, uh You know, payphones. Miss Hilton. And it was everywhere.
2: Hilton, you know. You gotta come back on my show now. I know you can talk now. See, at first we, we you know this relationship is rolling now because you are a brand master, a life coach, an architect. She's
1: the best.